Hello and welcome to Mike, DJ, and Doc, the show that plants seeds for cultivating new culture. Hello and welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Yes. How's everybody been doing? Hey, all is well. Yes, indeed, man. Everybody doing good. Is. Good, good. Glad to see all you guys back. You know that uh, on yes. our last episode, uh, DJ Cornerstone was out taking care of family business. And so we're glad yes. to have him back. Thank Hopefully you. everything was went well. Yeah, yeah, everything is well. All right, good. Well, today our topic is May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we're going to be going into a topic, a very serious topic, uh, that deals with individuals that may have been dealing with mental health issues or different things of that uh, area. And we're hoping that when we get done with this podcast, that something will be said that will be life transforming for those of our family that's tuning in. And we have a very, very special guest. And I say that about all I guess, but this one is really very, very <laughs> special. Uh, Miss Cynthia Jones, who is not only uh, a guest on the show, but it's a classmate from way back in kindergarten. Wow. We've been knowing each other for years. And I am so excited to have her on here because she works in this area and she brings so much to the table. So we're hoping that when you tune in, you can glean something that's going to be, like I said, life transforming and encourage you. And for most of all, we learned something that we didn't know. Because I we want to be helping at least one but one person, eh? Mm -hmm. All right, all right. So, Miss yes. Cynthia Jones, but we're gonna call you Cynthia on here. <laughs> uh -huh. Hello, because we hello. close like that. We are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what. Tell our listeners who are you, what you do, and you know what, you, how long you've been doing, and and where you've been doing it. Well, my name is Cynthia Jones, and the question what I do is a little loaded question. What I do for pay is I work for a company called Baxter, and Baxter owns um, about 70-plus dialysis clinics throughout the world, and I'm responsible for quality in all of those clinics. Okay. So if you want to have me back on Renal Health Month, I can talk about that, too. And in uh, my volunteer time, mm -hmm. I am um, the president of the board of directors for Thresholds in Chicago, and Thresholds is a $110 million organization. We have about 1,200 employees. And we provide services to people who suffer with uh, mental illness and substance abuse and often homelessness. Okay. And so I want to give you some facts on that organization. We have 1,200-plus um, employees, 30 unique programs, 7,243 clients that we've served and helped and we have 1,250 housing units that we manage. Mm, okay. And so our saying is we provide home, health, and hope. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So y'all better buckle y'all seats up and get ready, get ready, get ready, because it's about to go down. All right. So we're going to set the table for our discussion. And at the time of this recording on this previous weekend, I had the opportunity to go to Orlando, Florida. And I had to go to go uh, the opportunity to attend Bishop T.D. Jake's International Leadership Summit, which anybody who's ever known anything about B 
Bishop T.D. Jakes and the different summits that he put on, like the woman thou art loose and other manpower and different things. But this one he does is not only for the church community, but it's for business leaders also. So they cover a wide range of topics to move everyone forward or move the needle in their business or their ministry forward. And he had the guest, uh, Dr. Anita Phillips, who I believe she's a member of his church. And just to give you a little bit of background on Dr. Anita, Dr. Phillips, nationally acclaimed trauma therapist and in the light podcast host. So she has her own podcast. Dr. Anita Phillips is recognized for her groundbreaking work as the intersection of mental health, faith and culture. So the quote that I'm going to use to set our table is your emotional health won't change how God shows up for you, but it might change how you show up for him. So with that being said, we just going to go right into it. Uh, Cynthia, you can just lead us off if you want to. What is mental health? So this is the one thing I wanted to give a textbook definition because it's so important. And as I was talking earlier, I think that we've tried to destigmatize mental illness. So we often don't use the term mental mentally ill. We talk about mental health, but then people are confused at the difference between being mentally ill and mental health. Mm-hmm. So the American Psychological Association defines mental health as a state of mind characterized by emotional well-being, good behavioral adjustment, relative freedom from anxiety and disabling symptoms, Mm -hmm. and a capacity to establish constructive relationships and cope with the ordinary demands and stresses of life. Mm -hmm. And I love that definition because... We think that being, you know, mental health is is just not having mental illness, mm-hmm. but it's really being able to cope with the stresses of life, and to 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 be free from emotional distress. And even when you talked about what, what that that quote that the doctor said, trauma. So many of us have experienced trauma mm-hmm. in so many ways, and trauma brings about so many issues that can impact our mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I think that at that I love that what she said is true, and it, it does. It you know we have to talk about trauma, and and I think in the black community we tend to not want to talk about mental illness and mental health and mental well being, but we're one of the most traumatized people, oh, right? Yes. So we have so much trauma that we've been we've had to deal with. So of course we're going to be impacted. Our mental health will be impacted because of that. So I think it's important that we talk about that, and and then mm. rub that up against our mm. faith, right? Because right. We, we, we've always been told that God will fix everything, right? That we just pray and things will happen, and that is mm-hmm. true. But God has given us so many resources, right? We have doctors, we have medications, we have hospitals, we have therapists, we have all of these things that God has given us, right, mm-hmm. that we can use to maintain our mental health. Um, and I say faith without works is dead, mm-hmm. right? So we need to do what we need to do. And just like you would not take your blood pressure medicine because you're praying that God heals you, you need to take care of an active role in maintaining your mental health. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out that one that one uh, point you made there, emotions. What people don't realize is that sometimes emotions lead a lot of the decisions we make. Emotions step in there because where I understand that, you know, we don't have fear and different things like that. What the scripture said, we don't have the spirit of fear. But guess what? Fear is a real emotion that can't be ignored. You know, oh, it's, you have to you have to deal with it. And 
believe it or not, when that emotion rises up in you, that fear emotion, it sends, it sends a signal to your brain or your mind. It's time to get get on uh, the, the defense, start protecting something is coming. And and like you said, when you don't regulate that, like you mentioned earlier, it's like a damn building up that if it's not regulating the, the flow of that emotion, instead of ignoring it, just regulating it, yeah. guess what? It builds up. And if it bursts and then that emotion come all out at once, then like you said, that's where we get some uh, maybe violent episodes or different things like that. But I, I'm not... A, dominate the conversation. Go <laughs> no, ahead. no, I think that I think that that's true. I think fear can be a primary driver. And I think that that's what you don't want. Right. You don't want to make decisions based on one emotion ever, whether it's fear, whether it's 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 lust. You don't mm-hmm. want to make a decision based on one primary emotion. I mean, God made us very complex. So we, we think we feel and you should have a balance in all of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what being mentally healthy means is that even if you're afraid and you have fear, you're using your brain to rationalize. Is it a justified fear? You know, do I let fear drive me in this area or not? And so I think that's what that we have to manage that balance. And one of the things I wish we would do as a as a as a nation is that we would have a curriculum in schools that teach our young people about emotions, about anger, about sadness, about um, fear, and that it's normal that you experience these in different times and and about what's a normal length of period. Because I think that's what happens. If you're Mm -hmm. always fearful, that's not normal, Mm -hmm. right? That's not what should happen. You shouldn't always be happy. Just happy, happy, happy. That's what we call mania in, in the <laughs> mental health community. You know, those people that they're up and they're going and they're running and they can't slow down. And when they do slow down, it's a crash. It's not a slow down because you can't function like that all the time. So I think that I wish we would really have these things in the curriculum and help kids get coping mechanisms because you can regulate fear, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You can add, you can you can talk to somebody who can say, well, Mike, if you're having this fear, well, what what are you afraid of? What's causing the fear? Well, and what happens if that happens, right? Because sometimes just getting it out there and letting people ask you questions and you seeing it takes the fear away, right? Because we build it up on the inside. We haven't talked about it with anyone. We haven't shared it. So it seems completely rational to us. But sometimes just sharing it with someone else can, can get them to pick at why you're feeling that way. And I just wish we would have more programs that dealt with kids to help them deal with, you know, learning how to navigate emotions and giving them coping mechanisms. I'm seeing fewer and fewer coping mechanisms in our young people today. Mm-hmm. Right? They just don't have that skill. Oh. And we didn't have a choice. Our parents did not give us choice. We had to have coping mechanisms because they were like, get over there and figure it out. <laughs> right? Get to the corner, figure it out. And <laughs> you had uh-huh. to kind of self, self-manage self a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to start picking on the, the millennials, but you, I got grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, and I think some of the coping mechanisms that they have is their <laughs> phones, <laughs> yeah. you know, the video games and different things like that. Because it, for some reason, it calms them down if yeah. they're excited of this, that, and the other. But I'm, I'm not getting ready to go there. I mean, Doc, did you have anything you want to chime in or DJ? <laughs> man, <laughs> I, had, I had a question. Go ahead, go ahead, Doc. If you got, you got something, man. No, go ahead, DJ. Because you just you saying about your grandkids in the games, like. Uh, one of my children, their coping mechanism with uh, dealing with hurt or frustration is to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And as, I'll just say it's my daughter. So it alarms me. So I go and I, I baby, okay, try to get her up. And as I just feel bad because I know that's why she's laying down because she's sad or upset. Mm-hmm. So 
My question is, should I just let her rest? Hmm. Or No, I think that you have to be sensitive to what she needs, right? So when you go and ask her how she's doing, is she receptive to that or does she want you to leave her alone? She kindly wants me to leave her alone. Yeah. She, uh, so I think that it can be okay, but I think that it should not be an extended lay down period because I can indicate depression, right? If you're like, I've been depressed and I like to sleep when I'm depressed. So I know mm -hmm. this to be a true, right? Um, because it's, it's peaceful. It's the one time your brain is at rest and you have that peace. So I think it's okay to allow her to do that. And she just may be processing her emotions, right? But I think what you want to manage is that it's not a long period of time. And that maybe you can talk to her about, yeah, when you're sad and you go to sleep, are, is there anything else that you could do that to, to, to really process emotions besides sleeping? Because it may not be an option. I'm assuming she's pretty young at this age, because if you're at work and you get sad, you can't go take a nap. So we got we got to give her some other options. So maybe you can try to ask her what else would make you not feel sad. This is what you do and I know this is okay in this when you're at home, but how do you navigate that when you're in school? Hmm. What are you doing when you're yeah. at school cuz you can't take a nap. So you want to try to ferret out what her other coping mechanisms are and help help her get some things. And some of the things are very easy. I mean, imagery is very great like for me when I'm stressed and I have anxiety, I love the ocean. Not a big swimmer, but I like the ocean. Mm -hmm. The sound of the ocean, the waves, the sun on my face, that imagery calms me. Mm. Right? Wow. So those are things you can help young people to do. You know, the things that they like to do, remind them of that, that they can think about that. And so that's what we want to do. And it's just about monitoring. You know, again, a lot of the things we do are okay in Moderation. It's just like eating, right? Moderate, mm -hmm. Everything in moderation. And that's the same thing with your daughter is that, yeah, it's okay that you do this sometime, but you are not always going to be in a situation where that's an option. Mm. So, you know, ask her what she does when she's sad at school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's a way of engaging her about talking about it to show that, you know, you're listening, you're paying attention and you want to help her navigate this too. Yeah. I'm digging that. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it. You're welcome. All right, y'all get y'all notepads out. <laughs> get your notepads <laughs> out. <laughs> but Doc, you was getting ready to chime in with something. Oh no, I'm just enjoying. I'm just taking it, taking it all in. So, um, this is very good, Doctor Sullivan. I'm here to learn from you too. So come on. Yes. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm, all right. Um, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Go. Go. go, go okay. Continue. I got you. I'm here. All right. Well, I tell you what. What do I do if the support doesn't help? That's a loaded question, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it's and, and I mean, I think we need to think about mental health and mental illness. Like think of mental illness as any diagnosis you would get from your doctor. Mm -hmm. If you go to the doctor and you have high blood pressure and the blood pressure medication doesn't work, do you stop? No, you keep taking it. You keep tr you try another one. Mm -hmm. You try to change your diet. You try mm -hmm. to add exercise. You try all of these things. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with mental illness. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of it doesn't help. It's about finding the right combination that helps. I only know of there are sometimes people who are extremely depressed that mm -hmm. it is really hard to treat. That's the one wow. condition I've seen that's been really difficult to treat. And there are still really, there's some some treatments that are very out there and, and, and some people take them and, it, and it's kind of a, um, a zap uh, to the brain to, to put it, you know, in layman's mm -hmm. turn. 
and, it's like and a it, chemical something. Well, no, it's actually a physical electrodes that that zap wow. certain parts of the brain, okay. and it's, I think it's called electroconvulsive therapy. And and you can do mm. that, and sometimes that helps, and sometimes mm. it doesn't. So there are lots of different treatments. It's about finding what works for the individual. So I don't like to say that it's not going to help. I think that people, it's just like anything else. You know, even with cancer, very difficult cancers, there's always treatments, there's always trials, and even with mental illness, you just have to find what works for you. And it, and it's about having that good relationship with your doctor, oh, yeah. right? Because maybe one doctor is not understanding you and you may try a different one. So I don't think there's any such thing as giving up and it's not helping. It's about finding what does help for you and what mm-hmm. works for you. And it's yeah. not the same for everyone. It's different for every single person. And that can go for yeah. even in the same family. Absolutely. Just because you come from the same line, heritage or line of different things, still it's going to take different options of like you said different diagnosis to find maybe what's best for you yeah and i highly encourage therapy i don't think i think in our community we don't do that i i had a therapist and you talk about how smart i was in school but i was also a perfectionist Mm-hmm. Like I remember crying because I had gotten my braces on on a Friday and Saturday I had to take my PSATs. Mm-hmm. And when I got my score, I was devastated mm-hmm. and I cried and I cried and I cried. And I, I was like, oh, my, I didn't do perfect. Mm-hmm. I scored in the top 20 percent of the nation, mm-hmm. top three percent among black people. But I was devastated. Wow. But that was my personality. And then, then as I got older, it just got, became more of a perfectionist. And mm-hmm. I remember sitting, I had this wonderful therapist who was a Christian and she was an older black woman. And one day she said to me, what's your name? And I said, Cynthia. She said, oh, so it's not Jesus. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, mind blown. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, and then I started to let things go. So if my house isn't perfect, Mm-hmm. It'll be okay, right? Mm-hmm. If this isn't perfect, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. And I think that you know, getting someone who you can talk to and who can get you to see things differently than the way you, you see them is 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 helpful. Mm-hmm. And so I think therapy can help a lot, right? Even and sometimes people need medication, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times we just bottle things up, and it's always worse. Mm-hmm. until you say it. When you say it, sometimes you even go, yeah, it's not that bad. But we keep it inside and we don't say it. So I think it's important mm-hmm. to, to seek therapy. It's very helpful. Yeah, that, that's key yes. that you say that because because therapy, like you said, in underserved communities, because that's where most of us come from, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, we, we don't look at that as important. Nope. And sometimes we skip over even getting it diagnosed. We just say, well, such and such is special, you know, Oh, he, that's he, just bl- how they are. That's how they are. Or bless their heart. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, so you know, <laughs> bless his heart. So instead of really getting into that and getting somebody to examine them, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And here's another thing, I think, too, because I, I had some family members, and I'm not calling their names out, but I had some family members who had some special ways Mm -hmm. they was known as special they was cool nice Mm -hmm. and everything but they had some special ways how they seen things and it wasn't because they was a genius Mm -hmm. but some of the parents had some extreme i want to say extreme pride issues yeah that even when someone came to them from i want to say institution or school or whatever because i wasn't there and i just heard like I said, just her stuff. And I was a child. So they came to them and they told them, look, 
such and such need to be in this class because this class will help him help him with more of his things that's going on. Yeah. And they shunned it off totally. Yeah, and I and, mean we we use our we use our pastors a lot too, right? We, yes. we they're our free therapists. Um <laughs> when we do when we do get therapy, we go <laughs> right. to our pastors. Right? <laughs> oh doc, you got to talk now. They're our free therapists. But yeah, I, I do mm. think that, you know, you know, a lot of parents view it as I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. That that if if my child again, like me with the perfection. Right. If my kid isn't perfect, clearly it's something I did wrong. And so I think when someone comes to you and says they may need this special attention, they they treat it as though it's an indictment of their parenting skills. It's certainly mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just that you're trying to give the, the child the, the things that they can can most benefit from. So I, I th- we don't take advantage of therapy. We don't often take advantage of the advice that we get, even mm-hmm. though it's good advice. And it's an unfortunate because the kid ends up suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need to do better. And I, that's why I think thresholds, we especially want to destigmatize mental illness. Right. And I used to teach um, nursing and. That's how I got into mental health. I used to teach mental behavioral health in nursing. So I would mm-hmm. take my students into a locked mental health unit and we would we would interact with patients and we would learn. And one of the things I always wanted my students to know is that, you know, what's that saying? There but by the grace of God go I. This could be mm-hmm. any of us. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I don't I think people don't understand about mental illness is that, you know, and I used to use the example, you can have the parent who loses a child and one parent never gets out of bed again, the other parent forms a foundation. And mm-hmm. there's everything in between. Mm-hmm. Right? Because trauma can lead you to mental illness. And 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 so you know, we would. I would run across patients. They had been doctors and lawyers and nurses, and now they're homeless because they've had. You know, they hit a bump in the road that they couldn't recover from, mm. and so it really is not something that is unique to any one person. I mean, again, trauma can cause. We look at PTSD and look how how much mental illness that causes. Mm-hmm. So we know that trauma can can cause mental illness, and I I think that we just need to look at it as it could be any of us. So it's all of our jobs to. To, to promote good mental well mental health and well-being and to not stigmatize it. That's what we can do, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And we just, yes. we haven't gotten there yet. Yes. I want us to be there. <laughs> come, Most definitely. Come on, Doc. Yes. Now, you, you know oh, she yeah, brought the pastor yeah, in there. Yeah, now, yeah. come on. Set the table real good. I was just, yeah. But, you know, dealing with a lot of mental illness and mental breakdowns is really trying to get people how to deal with the dominant voice in their head because that's where the warfare is going on in a person's mind. And, um, you know, that's where the challenge is, you know, and many times when you're dealing with people, you need to know where they come from. Mm -hmm. You need to know the history of the family they come out of because a lot of mental illness has been passed on and, um, you know, it hasn't been dealt with and anything that, it's passed on. It moves with momentum. Of course. You know, and so we see in today in times now, uh, all these shootings are very, it's become very popular, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they even with the shooting that just took place in Nashville uh, a few weeks ago when the children got killed, they, they, they're debating, they, they really want to put this lady's thoughts on the news, what she was thinking, what she was writing before 
you know, all this took place mm-hmm. to see what was going on in this person's mind, which I don't think they ought to, you know, air that and broadcast that because you further empower the powers of darkness. Yeah. All you're doing is that's that's releasing a strategy mm-hmm. for the next person. So but, you know, dealing with a lot of mental health and mental illness is really because this it's a dominant voice in the person's mind, you know, that's making them feel unworthy, making them feel like nobody wants them, nobody likes them. You know, um, words have power. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Amen. Many people have been spoken to so wickedly and viciously, you know, as they were raised up, yep. being brought up to where they feel so unworthy. You know, they don't even see no way out. They don't see no hope because of the words that wounded the souls of their very being. Yep. You know, and uh, that's what the Bible talks about being trespassed against. That's mean you you trespassed, you violated me in such a way that, you know, and so, and it, it takes healing, it takes deliverance, it takes, you know, leaders that have an understanding, you know, because you can't just lay hands and throw oil and be like, <laughs> be set free and, you know, you know, it, it's not that simple. It's an ongoing, unfolding process. The mind is the battlefield and the battle never stops. And victory is either won or lost in the mind. Yeah. But I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, No, no, I have a question for you, Dr. Sullivan. Uh-huh. Yes. So you, you know, one of the things that was really helpful for me was to create because yes. as smart as I was, as as right. as as well as I've done in my life, you you know, mm-hmm. I think everyone has self-doubt and everyone has yes. those things that they think, you know, they could be better at. One of the things that, that's really helpful for me is I created a um a list of positive affirmations. Mm. Yes. Right. right. Yes. Yes. To encourage myself and to to yes. tamp down that voice inside. Right. right. So, yes. I mean, I was Sam in the car when I was driving right. on my long drive yes. to Chicago to work. Right. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and that, I encourage young people to do that. Yeah. Right. The things that yes. they're having self-doubt about. You know, yes. if it's because, you know, I grew up in a time when your hair needed to be straight. So I always had really kinky hair. So I was always like, my hair mm. is long and beautiful. That was in my affirmation. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. So yes. that I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's about tamping powerful. down that inside voice. Exactly what you said. Yeah. And so I, I always encourage the young people in my life to we're going to do affirmations. Put them on your mirror wow. mm-hmm. that you it's about you encouraging you because right. people usually respond to how we come across Mm -hmm. right oh yes and so if you're having that self-doubt people play on that right yeah and so i i think that you're right that inner voice is so powerful and can be so damaging right and is often a liar (laughs) yes yes it is yeah so and it really is and yes that's biblical Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Because mm-hmm. I promise you, I wrote it. I was writing my question down <laughs> as you were finishing up and as you were starting. <laughs> okay. Because what has been on my mind is the lady on the north side of Chicago just recently who, who was attacking women with babies, with a baseball bat. Oh, oh yeah. wow. I didn't so hear about that. My question is, how do you know when it's mental illness versus a spiritual? And like you was touching on it. But like, how gotcha. do you know? Like, as a doctor and as yes. a doctor, yes. What, and can yeah, you know? Ahead. I I can you know? Got you. And uh, at, what were you getting ready to say because, at the end of that question? I just want to make sure before I answer. Yeah, because that situation. I don't know if you got to see it down in, in Tennessee, there, Doc. Mm, I'm gonna pull it but, up. Uh, on North Side of Chicago. They caught her. She right. attacked six women, and it was this was planned because she would tell them. 
before she started swinging at him, I'm going to kill right. your baby. Gotcha. And the women right. will be protecting their baby. I'm like, is that mental or is that right. something spiritual? Well, here, here we go. They, they're, they're, they're hand in hand. You mm. can't separate. You can't separate them. And we're going to get mm. to that in the end. You can't separate them. But listen, when you're dealing with a situation like that, I mean, the Bible say, give, um, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Be angry, but sin not. The verse immediately that follows that is give no place to the devil. Hmm. A lot of people have become angry since they were young. The Bible says, do not provoke children to anger. And it's hmm. specific about that because anger opens the door. And children do not know how to cultivate and deal with anger. So hmm. unaddressed anger eventually becomes aggression becomes attacked, and it opens the place, you know, the opportunity, the mind for the enemy. We deal, you know, have a real enemy, you know, it gives him place mm. to eventually influence that person's behavior through the dominant thought that's in their mind. Yeah. And so if you've done hurt me, even though I didn't like being raped, I didn't like being abused, I didn't like being molested, I ain't like being talked to like that. You know what I'm saying? Glory to God. But if I never get that healed and de delivered and checked and, and, you know, and regulated by nature, I will hurt people because hurt people hurt people. Mm, That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. What hurt people yeah. hurt people. You know what I'm saying? You know, by default, I will be an abuser. By default, they took my baby. They made me have an abortion when I was 12 because, you know, somebody in the family raped me. Now, guess what? Oh, that I never got. I never got healed from that. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Now I'm killing babies. Mm -hmm. I'm killing women that are pregnant with babies. So my my my. Wow. Well, no, well, I, that I, got me stirred. I mean, no, that was powerful, and I, I agree. I don't think you can separate it. Just like we can't separate our mental being from our emotional being within us, mm -hmm. right? And our spiritual being. It's all there. Yeah. It's all intertwined Correct. in us. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, it yeah. yeah. It, so when you say that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if you can separate. It's you don't know, yes. but it's because it, it's all in us. And I definitely, doctor, you're so right about angry and anger and how even if you if you notice on the so. I always said my last name should be Andretti. I if you if I could have been a race car driver, I would have done that. I love <laughs> I love driving fast. Give me a stick That's and a fast car cool. and I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> right? So I'm usually the fast oh, driver. Okay. Lately I've been driving, I'm like, man, what? these people are aggressive. So if I'm saying that, Right. And I mean, you can just tell that it's 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 an angry people are angry on the road. They're angry in the store. And yes. I am. It is. It's it's overwhelming, you know. Right. I, yes. and, and and so you're right. I, we're seeing it. And I think it's it's because hurt people have been hurt and they've never been healed. And that anger is festered and festered. And it's just oozing out into all of these ways that's negatively impacting this world we live in. Yes. I tell and you I what. Said, I, yes. I got a question since especially Cynthia since you brought that up how it's all intertwined because like you said we're looking for solutions also and we're going to get into some a little later but this mm. question came to my mind even though they are all intertwined can we somehow identify which one is being at the forefront at that time yeah, I'm, I'm a, with that being said like I mean we, 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 you know, the scripture talks about if you sow to the flesh of the flesh, you'll reap corruption. Okay. You know, the, the mind is the battleground. Um, David said when he lost everything, 
he lost his family, his house when they burnt the city and his own close people were wanting to take him out. That's when David had to encourage himself in the Lord. Um, you know, uh, it, it's various, you know, many places in the Bible. Uh, even Paul said, I make my own self happy. You know, uh, the Apostle Paul in the Bible. So, and he said, every time I would do good, evil is always present. Okay. There you go. See what I'm saying? So, you know, and even when you're dealing with the aggression and dealing with mental illness and mental health, because I, I deal with the psychology aspect of it, they medicate for it to try to bring that, that you know, to just try to, to deal with that rage. To, that le to level you out anger. a little bit, just to get yes. that, that level. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. And that's it. So with that, guess what you still need? You still need prayer and meditation. Mm -hmm. Come on. Well, you know what I'm saying? You still, even while you're on the medication, you still need to have, you know, something in you to to deal with the, the issues in your mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The meditation is powerful. Mm -hmm. That's what you got in Psalms 1. It's about meditate upon the word both day and night, and you shall be like a tree. You know, by the rivers of water and Ooh. make your own way prosperous because meditation is powerful. Even Joshua talked about it. Mm -hmm. Don't let this book of the law depart, you know, from the mouth and, you know, meditate and you'll have great success. Man, a lot of people, you know, they, they've tried. And then the enemy has tried to say, well, yoga is demonic and all this, that and other. Mm -hmm. But, man, it's, you know, it's certain things that, you know, putting your body in alignment, you know, stretching, praying. You know, you have to teach people. You got to put the practice, even when you're on the medication. Mm -hmm. You understand? You got to have the practice because you got to keep your mind. A person is dealing with mental illness or mental health in illness. They got to be taught how to, man, it's an ongoing. Like I say, it's an ongoing process. The enemy never gives up. All of us deal with it, though. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. We That's all it. have to mm -hmm. deal with them dominant thoughts. Come on, man. You'll have some moments where you're like, man, forget this. You get mad <laughs> on your job. Man, if you could have had a really moment, you would have told some stuff up. <laughs> your spouse, come on, somebody. Your children done did something. You know, you're like, man, I'm a, you know, sometimes you just got to get away and scream. <laughs> ah, you know, just give me a minute, y'all. Just back mm -hmm. up, you know. Why? There's a lot of people in prison because they lost it in a moment. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They just, they lost it in a moment because anger, man, it can take you way further than you wanted to go. It's all dealing with, you know, my mind. I let it get away from me. And, mm. and, and, that's why, listen, premeditation. Go ahead. And I'm, I'll pick up after that. Just I was going to say, I think that, that that's why it's like with, with practicing medicine, you have to practice controlling yes. your anger, controlling your yes. mind, controlling your emotions. Right. And that's why it needs to start yes. early, right? Yes. Because you don't want to be in a moment that your whole life is gone because you killed someone or you did something that was terrible right. because you haven't had that practice. And, and yes. I was going to say, when you were talking about we deal with it, and there are people who who don't know the Lord and they have they have techniques too that they're walking through right. the woods, they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody has to have yes. something that calms you, that centers that you. And, and whether it's yoga, whether it's exercise, whether it's needlepoint, I don't know, but there are all these things that you can do that are calming, right? That kind of take yes. your mind, whether it's meditation, because meditation is very powerful, right? Clearing yes. your thoughts. And, you know, yes. even I, I'm, I'm on Headspace. Our job gives us that, which is kind of <laughs> nice. Because, <laughs> But like they talk about how just taking five minutes a day to meditate improves your sleep. 
Right. You know how many people are having mm. trouble with sleep after COVID? Yes. That's one yes. of the biggest complaints wow. the doctors are getting is mm. people aren't sleeping well. Mm. And so okay. something as small as five minutes a day, just where you're having five minutes of quiet that your, your mind is clear. Right. can improve your sleep. But this is practicing, yeah. right? Practicing those things that keep us healthy. Correct. Mm, yes. Right? And you, yes, that's good. You got to have an outlet. Yeah. You got, and you, you got to know person what it is that you need. Everybody, everybody has one. Whether it be, you know, you like to sew, the niche, you like to do yard work, you like to go run, sport. You got to have something. What's your outlet, doctor? Outlet. And I, I I love playing basketball. Okay, you know awesome. what I'm saying. I got some guys that I play with <laughs> with a group on Tuesdays, and um, you know, and Thursday, and I can go. You know what I'm saying? We have prayer before, and I can yell, <laughs> I can <laughs> holler. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Because it 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 helps, you know, and and that's it. And I look forward to that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I look yeah. forward to that. Then I like to clean my vehicles and stuff. There's other things I like to do. You know, just uh, to, to stay active, you know, so, but those are just, like I say. So for, that, for yeah. me, relationship is important. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm single, I don't have any kids or anything, but I have lots of good friends. I have a huge village, right? My village mm-hmm. is large and I'm okay. so blessed. But you know how we get busy mm-hmm. and I'm busy. Right. But I make time. I put things on the calendar that I'm going to spend time with those people so that I maintain those relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. I make it a priority that, you know, like I I went to an event Thursday and I saw a friend and we have been struggling to get something on the calendar. I did not let her Mm -hmm. leave before we put something on the calendar. Right. Right. Because it's important to maintain those relationships. And um, and and that's what two things that really drive me having purpose in my life and relationships. And so learning that helps me figure out what keeps me calm, what centers me, what gives me that, you know, woosah moment, as it were. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And even with you, Mm -hmm. basketball, that's relationship. You're having a relationship with those people you're playing with. Yeah. Yeah. And you're you're doing two things. You're getting mental and physical health. (laughs) Yes. I tell you what, mm-hmm. y'all y'all pretty much touched on them. I'm just gonna just offer these ten tips up okay. for okay. boosting your mental health. And, and like I said, y'all pretty much covered all of them. Make a social connection, especially face to face, a priority. <laughs> she just said that yeah. a priority. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, stay active, Doc. You talked about staying active. Yes. Talk to someone, talking to your pastor or talking to your right. therapist. Appeal to your senses. Now, I don't know if we covered appeal to your senses. That mean like, but what would that? What area would that be like when it says appeal to your senses? What you crave to eat or something? No, or I'm thinking more smell? like 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 what we were talking about. Get it out there, and like instead of letting that voice drive you. Mm-hmm. Look at the rational side of it. Look at all the different sides of it. Right, mm-hmm. instead of what that mm-hmm. voice is saying. Mm-hmm. What's the worst possible outcome? What happens if I do it? What happens if I don't do it? Those kind of like really look at wrap from it from all different points of views. I think yeah, that's right. what they mean with your senses instead of just listening to that. Because that's what happens with what Dr. Sullivan was saying. People let that voice drive them. Mm-hmm. And again, just sometimes saying it out loud, even if you say it out loud to yourself, you're going, oh, OK, yeah, that's great. No, I, I, that's not right. I shouldn't <laughs> do that. Or 
Why am I scared of that? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that may be. Or type the email, but don't hit send, right? Sometimes sometimes (laughs) it's very cathartic to type the email of hate and not send it. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, okay, let me see another couple. The dominant thoughts in your mind is is words. I mean, words Mm -hmm. create pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's words. Many times you just got to know how to speak to yourself once yeah. again and create words to create pictures to deal with that. And, and it's what we teach in therapy. And, it, mm-hmm. and and one thing, too, is that if you mm-hmm. haven't been loved, you don't know how to love on yourself. No, right? you don't. Like, and that's right. what I'm thinking that's is it. missing so much from when you look at what's going on in Chicago. And um, I spent mm-hmm. some time working as a house supervisor at Roseland Community Hospital. I was mm-hmm. the hospital administrator for a while. And I did it because I wanted to be in the community and I wanted to let them see a different person. Uh-huh. They, they beat me. <laughs> they gave up. But but what I saw was that there wasn't that there's not the connection with the parent and the kid that that has this loving foundation. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't have that loving foundation when you come into this world and everything is a struggle, then you don't develop relationship. Right. Um, and if you've not been loved, you can't love. And if you can't love, you can kill. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. 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 Right. You, Absolutely. You, yes. Oh, yeah. And Hit the nail you, on the head right there. Sense mm-hmm. of what love is. Yeah. You know, you have a false sense because mm-hmm. if someone was brought up in conflict, mm-hmm. everything and the volume was real high in their house and cussing and this, that, and other, and you know that becomes their norm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's their love language. It is. It's hollering, screaming, cussing, fussing, always looking to get over and to do something. Like what the heck? Well, that's all I know. Yeah, this is love, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's not. Look, no, it's not in their world. But see, that they're and I go back to this. Everybody's common sense isn't the same Mm -hmm. because common sense means this what we have in common. We were all taught, and we have this all in common. Everybody's isn't. People's common sense becomes what they know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. what they were trained in. So all our common senses aren't the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was trained when you get up, push your chair in. Clean up after yourself, this, that, and the other. Somebody else was trained and they just live foul any kind of way. Mm-hmm. Get up and leave, whatever. That's common sense for them. Or you're this living from this house today, this house tomorrow, yes. this house the there next day. Yeah. That's common sense to them. Mm-hmm. So they're always going, they're never settled. You yeah. know, I'm, oh, people that have been brought up in group homes and, you know, we've worked in the boys' home before. Uh, you know, you give them a bedroom. They will still have their clothes in a garbage bag. Because they're ready to go, ready to roll. Correct. Yes. And, you know, and that's what they're used to. And you're like, man, you got a dress in here and everything now. Mm-mm. And our closet space, but everything is still in the garbage bag because that's all they've ever known. Mm-hmm. It's not common sense for them to have a dress. They ain't never had no dresser. They've always lived out of a bag. Yep. So mentally, you know what I'm saying? That's what the Bible talks about, strongholds and breaking every chains. See, I'm I'm a quit. I'm a quit. <laughs> no, you, you good, I'm a quit. dog. We we'll get good. back in a minute. Yeah. yeah <laughs> hey, that's what we're here. We we talking. Yeah. <laughs> we talk yeah. about real so stuff on the Mike yeah. DJ and Doc podcast. Yes, and you and you and a, a person that ain't went through that. You're like, man, that's crazy. Why so and so think like that? Well, that's all they know. That's all they know. Why they do that? That's mm-hmm. all they know. You know what I'm saying? That that's their norm. Is criminal behavior is their norm? Mm-hmm. You know, it's expected. Him treating her like that. Expected. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. She 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 looked forward to get beat up by her man mm-hmm. and smacked around. Well, you're like, why, man? That ain't cool. But that's all she's seen mm-hmm. growing up. That's normal. Mm-hmm. That's all she's seen her mama go through, mm-hmm. man after man coming through. So her mind, that's normal. If he ain't beat me, he don't love me. Mm-hmm. Baby, so that's why it takes healing. It takes deliverance. It takes, you know, broken people that know how to love people through this process. And once again, it's an ongoing unfolding process. The woman in the Bible was bent over uh, one uh, for, for multiple years. You know, she was bent over. Or It ain't the woman with the issue of blood, but it's another one. It'll come to me on the years. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it was like, well, why was she bent over? Because it, it was some mental things that she was going through. Mental, she dealt with mental illness that had her bent over. <laughs> My, this is where T.D. Jakes talk about woman that are loose. He mm-hmm. preached it from her. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. to be loose from what's had you mentally oppressed, you know, for all these years. You know, the jealousy, the bitterness, the anger, the unforgiveness. Because, see, all these things not only work against your mental, they work against your physical. That's against what I was going to say. Because that's why she was bent over. Because yeah. it became the mental yes. went to physical. Yes. And then she oh, was stuck did. over. Right. Yes. Yeah. See, y- y'all already covered it. I, I ain't mm-hmm. gonna even ask that question. Can, <laughs> can mental health affect yeah. your physical? Oh, <laughs> y'all yeah. covered it already. Yes. 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 <laughs> you know, if the spirit of a person not right, yeah. which deals with the mental, body, mind, soul, spirit, yeah. all intertwined in one. If the Bible talks about it, you know, it opens up your your body, it, yeah. your defense system, your immune system. It's opened up. That's where disease come in at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and in our organization, we definitely yeah. see that our clients have a shorter life expectancy than mm-hmm. the average population. Yes. And it's yes. because they have mental health issues and that leads to other chronic conditions. And yes, yeah, so we see yes. that. And it's, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. right? Well, I'll tell it you really what. Is. I, I want to interject this right here, especially when we're talking about the physical. Y'all don't covered it, but. I remember at the summit, Dr. Phillips did this exercise mm-hmm. where she had everyone in there breathe out uh, eight seconds. No, breathe in four seconds, but breathe out slow eight seconds, three times in a row. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like cleared you and this, that, and mm-hmm. Then she said, think of a moment in your life that maybe you had a fearful of. And when that moment comes in, you start thinking about it. Listen to your body and see where you feel of that. Mm-hmm. Because it will determine what you are ailing by when you start feeling that fear, it, it show up physically on you. Yeah. That was, that was one of the most amazing things. And she talked about yeah. some other stuff. She, when you mentioned being a tree planet, she explained that the anatomy is the vagal nerve. Basal mm. vagal. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> if you take that picture, that illustration of that, it shows the heart being in the center as a seed. Then it shows it branches out downward into your abdominal area, like roots spread now. Yeah. Mm. And then it has, well, the the nerve goes up to your brain like it goes to a fruit being bloomed. It's like you are made like mm. a tree. Mm-hmm. So wow. like I said, we're not going to get into all to the science because yeah. I know I didn't prepare you to, to answer that. But um. she brought that out. So when y'all get when y'all get time, look at that. And it says, when mm. you like a tree planted, you are like a tree. God made us as a tree yes. planted. Right. Mm-hmm. And when everything is peaceful and calm and different things going on, guess what? You will do, you will be healthier physically. 
And that's why stress Amen. stress is so dangerous, right? Oh, because man. it 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 is it it you're you're stressing all the systems of your body, which means you're putting more things. So it's like racing a car. Like if you have a regular car mm-hmm. and you drive it five hundred thousand miles, that car is gonna it's going to die before if, if you only drove at 50,000. The same thing as stress does for your body. It just speeds up everything, mm-hmm. right? You're aging faster and it's wearing on your systems. And, mm-hmm. and and I think it goes back to something Dr. Sullivan said earlier. You have to find what works for you to give you that relaxation, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's just, a, a you know, it's hanging out with family or friends. I like to laugh, so I'm always. I still watch Everybody Loves Raymond because it still cracks me up, right? <laughs> and laughing is therapeutic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's therapeutic, uh-huh. and so you have to find things that work for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yes. and because you know, as Black people, we already have a little bit. You know, we have hypertension, we have more mm-hmm. issues. So I think it's even more important for us to find those things that keep us keep us lighthearted and keep us mm-hmm. healthy and. And, and and in good mental and physical condition. And, and peaceful. And I peaceful, mean, yeah. peaceful, obviously. Yeah. Just, yeah. just being yeah. peaceful. Yeah. And not, like you said, let everything yeah. push you too far up yeah. or too far down. Yeah. It's just trying to find that, that right. regulated, well, when it comes, okay, I know how to breathe in, breathe out, calm everything down. Yeah. And then, like you said, looking from all different point of views. Yeah. Before you make that next move. That's so true. Not let every, everything push you. I used to think about my dad. My dad's a very calm man. And mm-hmm. I was like, nothing moves him. It's so annoying. Mm-hmm. He now 80, looking fantastic. Still got all his hair. Beautiful hairline. I'm like, that's why. Because he like, hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nothing cool. moves him. I tell you what, we got... Two more bullet points I want to make out, and then we just going to go straight to there it is, unless you have an update in the footwork world, because I think we done about covered everything <laughs> that we can possibly do in this time slot. Uh, but definitely, we we already know we're going to have Miss Cynthia back. So, yeah. But the next thing is, make leisure and contemplation a priority. Leisure and contemplation a priority. I don't know if we talked about that because as far as leisure, uh, I keep referring back to the summer because it's all fresh in my head. But I don't know if y'all are aware of Pastor Keon Henderson. He's oh, got yeah. a ministry Texas. down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And y'all yeah. know he's married, married to Shaq's ex-wife. Shaq's mm-hmm. ex-wife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was in a... But he's from this area because his father was a bishop in yeah. Indiana, right? In- Indiana, really? Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He has a he has a really powerful life story. Powerful. Yes. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So they had uh him and Shawnee on stage, and then they had Pastor Tory Roberts and Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. Mm-hmm. And they was like discussing a few things. But I'm for this segment, I'm just want to mention the point how he says that even though he's wrapped up in ministry and all the the hustle and bustle that ministry demands of his life and everything, that Shawnee being from outside of Growing up in church, like you said, in mm-hmm. the ministry and being a first lady, well, she already let you know, I'm not your traditional first lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. see, she said, I, I like the hug and I like, the, yeah. I love people and stuff. But guess what? I do set, set boundaries. Yeah. So when pastor getting that call at 12 o'clock at night, talking about somebody need prayer, you know, or somebody need this or if they need something to be handled. I'm thinking, uh, they can't handle that, <laughs> pastor? <laughs> you know? All first ladies phone, think that. You know? Look, all first ladies think that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, she go, he goes on to say that, guess what? She will, at certain points in times in their life, she will tell them, look, cut everything. We're taking two days that we're going to go. 
you're going to swing some golf clubs. I'm going to go lay out on the beach. or I'm going to do something else just to get a reset moment. Just mm. cut everything. And he says that helps to keep him balanced. Yeah. That helps to keep him balanced. So when it says right. here, make leisure and contemplation a priority, well, make leisure, well, you need some time for relaxation no matter what is demands on your life, yeah. what the demand is on your life. And we put priorities and we schedule all these other things. You need to schedule your downtime, mm-hmm. right? So that you're you're, you're making sure you're not going to let it be impacted by uh, outside influences, right? If mm-hmm. you're going to spend time with your family, that's what you're going to do, right? Um, so I think wow. it's really important. One thing we didn't talk about that I really have to say, especially for young people, I think social media is so damaging. Mm-hmm. And I think that we really need to moderate our kids and their contact with it. Because even for an adult, social media paints a picture that everybody's life is perfect, that we know is not true. But it really plays into a lot of mental health issues. I'm seeing more depression with the young people in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly because of social media, because they think they're not doing enough or they're not doing this because you're looking at all these things on social media. And it, it's just painting a false picture. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I think it, it's I think it's something that we need to really, you know, moderate with our kids and our young people and the young people in my life don't have phones yet. I'm so glad that their parents are on board with that. I hope it lasts for many years to come because mm-hmm. it's not necessary. Um, and so I think that's really important because I think that people feel down on their life because you're looking at it through this lens of what you're seeing other people post who are selectively curating what right. they show you. I was just going to say, yeah, they put they only putting the best out. Of they, course, they of course. The, the, the struggle. Of course. You know? but, but people don't. Their brain doesn't process it that way. It's like, oh, look at the fun. Look at the food. Look at the vacation. Look at this. Mm -hmm. That's all they see. And it's not it's not real. But then they're judging themselves against this unreal expectation. Exactly. Yeah. And and for lack of better words, FOMO, fear of missing out. Exactly. Fear of missing out. Yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back back on the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. They are our cuddlers and co-workers, purr machines and love bugs, and constant companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life so much better. When we face unexpected challenges in life, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people who love their pets and the pets who love their people, ensuring these families stay exactly where they belong, together. And you have something to offer. With an open heart and mind, there is nothing you can't do. There's no gesture too small or too big when it comes to helping. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. You can help keep pets and people together. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. All right, welcome back to the Mike, DJ, and Doc podcast. Hopefully you've been getting some powerful information dealing with mental health as we look at May as Mental Mental Health Awareness Month so that we can bring some information to you that might help transform your life. Miss Cynthia, 
we want you to let everybody know how that they can get in touch with your organization or if they need help, how they can get pointed in the right direction. Okay, well, you can contact my organization. We're at thresholds.org on the website, and um, you can look us up. I don't have the telephone number with me. Oh, actually, they did give me the number. The Crisis Suicide Hotline is 773-572-5464. Um, and so you can call them. You can also reach out to 773-537-3601, um, and they can point you in the right direction. We offer services for people with mental illness and substance abuse and homelessness. And if we can't help, hopefully we can point you in the right direction. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. We're so glad to have you on and yeah. definitely look forward to yes. having you back again. I really enjoyed it. I learned some things, which is always fun for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Doc, go ahead and sum us up and we'll get on out of here. With, there it is. All right. Well, hey, well, uh, once again, coming back to you as we get ready to wrap up today with There It Is, we just really want to uh, encourage, once again, the Christian faith. Because uh, we are Christian uh, men uh, that do this broadcast. And we brought a very powerful uh, young lady in today that um, spoke scripture, spoke truth, spoke the knowledge of, you know, dealing with this in every aspect from the physical to the psychological aspect of this. And we want to go to the cross. And, um, you know, just like in church, you know, Closing a sermon at the cross. And, and I'm going to give you something today that a lot of people probably never even know that didn't even know. The cross where Jesus was crucified, it was called Golgotha's Hill. Hmm. Golgotha's Hill is made up like a skull, like a skull. What houses the mind? Hmm. Scripture says in Romans chapter 12, uh, be not conformed to this world, in verse 2, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because salvation, what Jesus took went to the cross, was to crucify uh, negative thinking. Because that's what salvation is. It's an ongoing process. Ongoing, unfolding. Every day, I got to crucify negative thinking. Come on. That negative voice, you know, Jesus knew, or oh, the God, it's all in the mind because the battle is won or lost in the mind. Victories are won, come on, mm. in the mind. And so we want to encourage you today uh, to, to, to give your life to Christ because he went to the place of the skull, which was the cross, you know what I'm saying, to help you crucify them thoughts that you can take up your cross daily and follow him. And we want you to continue to just be encouraged, you know, continue to keep the faith, continue to encourage yourself, continue to speak a life over yourself, continue to have your daily habits of what you need. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to, you got to protect your peace. And he even said he'll keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. So, hey, with this sec segment of There It Is, be encouraged. Until next time, and there it is. If you have any questions for Doc, DJ, or Mike, please go to MikeDJAndDoc.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. New episodes released on the 7th and 21st of each month. Matthew 25 and 40, Good News Translation, The King Will Reply. I tell you, whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, 
You did it for me. We leave you with this question. Am I helping at least one person? The Mike DJ and Doc podcast is brought to you by Silver Cup Investments. Recorded at Audio Hive Podcasting.